What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Goal to Go podcast. My name is Reese, uh, and I am not joined by anyone today. Actually, you're unfortunately for you guys, you're stuck with me. Uh, some of the other guys are, are out today, not able to make it. But we wanted to get a podcast episode out for you guys. Um, so, that being said, today we are going to get into some college basketball. Now, if anyone knows me, you know that this is my thing, like college basketball. Uh, it's March is my favorite month of the year. I'll have my computer, I'll have a tablet, I'll have my phone all out, and I am just zoned in on some March madness. Um, I haven't been as tuned in the last couple weeks um, as I was earlier in the season. Uh, so the last couple of days, I've been trying to play some catch up with all the conference tournaments going on everything like that. Um, having said that, I mean, today even has just been a crazy day, uh, for, for college basketball. But, you know, even as this week started and as it keeps progressing, we've got a lot of crazy stories in college basketball. Um, most notably, we're just going to dive right in today. Most notably, um, so far is today, Jim Beheim retired. Uh, he will not be returning as the coach for Syracuse after, uh, was it 47 years, I think it is. Um, I mean, just, you know, I'm not a big Jim Beheim fan, but, you know, you got to give, give respect to where it's due. And, you know, he's coached a very successful program for the last 47 years. Uh, they haven't been as successful recently, but um, he is, as the records say, one of, one of, he's a legend. He is a legend. So, you know, um, whether all of that was legitimate in the, the days before NIL, um, that's to be debated um, or not, depending on how you look at it. Um, but all of that to say that, that Jim Beheim will not return to Syracuse after 47 years. Um, we'll go ahead and continue with the coaching trend. Um, Chris Beard is rumored to be the favorite for the Ole Miss job. Um there's been a lot of rumors about where he's going to go after his all the all the charges were were dropped or dismissed, whatever that was. Uh, so there's been a lot of rumors with him where he's going to go. So Ole Miss seems to be the favorite for him. Um, you know, we're, we're not sure where where he's going to end up, but that that seems to be um, like it's the uh, that's the job that um, as of right now looks like he will be be headed to. Um, Man, there's a lot to get into. Um, we'll we'll start with some of the bigger stuff, and then we'll we'll kind of work our way through. Um, we're just going to kind of give a little bit of a a a precursor to the brackets, um, what those look like, who's a lock, who's not a lock, who may be on the edge, um, who's on the bubble. Um, I think the biggest story is is North Carolina. You know, North Carolina started out as the overwhelming favorite for number one. Um, they were the the favorites to win everything this year um, going into this season. Uh, they lost 
four starters. Um, so it's very rare to see that. But, you know, they had Armando Baycott returning. Uh, had several other guys off the bench returning that, you know, were looking to make some some take some bigger roles this year. Uh, but unfortunately, it just hasn't worked out. Now, they still can make it into the tournament. There's several ways that they could do it. Obviously, you know, Selection Sunday. I know it's, it's Wednesday and Selection Sunday is coming up. Um, but a lot can happen between now and then. Um, so a lot to be determined before that. So, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that the season's a total bust, but as far as the, the, uh, position on where North Carolina would end up, um, it definitely has been a disappointing season for them. Maybe they can turn around. Maybe they could even make a run in the tournament. I don't see that happening. Um, but it's March. Anything can happen. We've seen it so many times. Uh, a team doesn't look good. They sneak in and they just make a run. It's all about teams getting hot at the right time. Now, for my most disappointing uh, uh, early season, I won't say preseason because I didn't really watch them until uh, December, uh, beginning of December, all the way through December. Um, they really became my favorite mid-major team, and that's Marshall. Uh, Marshall looked really good in December, even early January. They were looking... Um, to be kind of the favorite. They were my favorite out of any mid-major. You know, obviously, I exclude um, your your teams like Gonzaga or um, St. Mary's is kind of on the edge for me. I'm not sure if they're considered. I mean, I know they're considered a mid-major, but as far as the, the term mid-major goes, um, I, I wouldn't really consider them. So teams like that, I obviously, you know, we know Gonzaga. I mean, they're, I, I can't remember what they're ranked, but yesterday they beat, they beat St. Mary's by 26, I think, and it, it was worse than that. So even in a disappointing season for Gonzaga, you know, they're winning. They got an automatic bid. They were going to make it anyway. They were a lock for sure. So um, as far as mid-majors go, Marshall was my my team. Um, they were my favorite to win the Sun Belt for sure. I thought they could really make a run even without winning the Sun Belt. Um, ultimately, I don't know that that happens. It still could. Um, they may get an at-large bid, um, but it's not looking likely. Likely, They will definitely be on the edge of their seats um, come Selection Sunday. Um, man, there's a lot. There's, such, there's so much to get into. I, I'm trying to figure out where we want to go with this. We'll, we'll start at the top. We'll start with kind of going conference by conference with all of our locks, um, and then might get into some more, um, you know, bubble teams that that look like they could make a run. Uh, so we'll start off with the ACC. Uh, our only locks really are Duke, Virginia, and Miami. The ACC had a really big down year. They were not as good of a conference as they have historically been, or even as they were predicted to be this year. Um, Duke has really turned it around in the last last month or so. They were looking like one of the bubble teams. I think they're going to be a – I think they're pretty much a lock at this point. Um I don't think there's any way you could say that they're not a lock. Virginia has looked good. Um, they've had a couple losses lately, but they're quad one losses. They're not, you know, glaring bad losses that they've had. Uh, Miami, I haven't watched a ton of Miami this year, so, um, you know, I'm not 100% certain, but I do know that they are a lock. Um, so, you know, as far as the ACC goes, um, man, it's just a, a disappointing season for that conference. So... Moving on to the Big 12, this has been kind of the, the power conference this year. 
I think a lot of teams were looking um, at ACC the way that the Big 12 turned out. Um, obviously, Kansas, uh, consensus number one right now. They will be the number one team uh, most likely. I, I don't see, unless they just completely fall apart in the tournament and Houston wins theirs, I don't see any way that they would be out of that consensus number one spot. Um, then you got Texas, Baylor, Kansas State, TCU, and Iowa State. Um, those those are the other teams that are a lock for the Big 12. Texas has kind of had an up-and-down season, but they've always stayed um, kind of at the top. They've always responded really well after a loss. Um, so, you know, even after my Illini beat them and it was looking like Illinois was going to be on the on a good trajectory, um, they turned it around. Um, they had a good, a good couple months, good conference play. So Baylor also looks really good. Kansas State, man. I think they've exceeded everyone's expectations. Keontae Johnson is such a, a great story. Um, I've I've loved watching him play and you know how he's turned it around after his um, his health issues um, and what happened at Florida. Uh, he has really shocked a lot of people this year. So that's really cool to see. The Big East is probably my favorite conference to watch this year. Um, obviously, you know I know they're not. Uh, a mid-major conference, but it's kind of felt that way. I feel like everybody has written off the Big East as kind of the, um, just the, kind of the lowly, uh, are they considered a Power 5 conference? I mean, I know they're, you know, they're, they're a major conference, but I don't know if they're a Power 5. Um, but as far as Big East goes, you got Xavier, uh, Creighton, Providence, UConn, and Marquette. Xavier was looking like they were going to be the the favorite team, um, you know, they still might, well, no, I guess Marquette is, um, but they were really looking like they were going to be the, the team to beat in the big East. And then Providence stepped up and UConn had a really good season, uh, kind of trending downward towards the end, but most of the season they were on a really good trajectory. And then Marquette has just exceeded everybody's expectations. I've always been a huge shock, a smart fan. Uh, I don't know that he's a guy that can get it done at a, you know, a school like Texas, like we saw, um, I don't know that he's going to be a guy that can go to a major major program like that that historically has just been um, very exceptional. They've just been exceptional. Um, but he does very well at a team like VCU or a team like Marquette that, you know, they're, they're always good. You know, they're never bad. They may go a season here or there where they don't make the tournament. But historically, you know, they're a, they're a solid team. And I mean, man, they look really, really good right now. They look like a team that, that could make a run. Um, they got very good ball movement. Their defense is really good. Um, I'm just excited to see see what Marquette does. Pac-12 really had a disappointing year outside of UCLA and Arizona. Um, I, I mean, I don't even know where to go from there. Even Arizona didn't have an amazing season. They've, they've been on a, on a trend upward lately. Um, so they've been getting better. UCLA, uh, kind of a similar story as Texas. I probably relate them just because Illinois beat them early in the season. And so in my mind, I just kind of meshed them together. But, um, I mean, they've, they're have they a very solid team. So outside of those two teams, man, it's uh, not a good year for, for the Pac-12. The SEC, obviously you got Alabama and Tennessee. Arkansas, decent this year. They're, they're a lock. I think Kentucky's a lock at this point. They were looking like a bubble team, um, you know, three or four weeks ago. 
but I mean they're they've they're one of the hottest teams in basketball right now, and that's painful for me to say as an Illinois fan. I'm I'm a huge Kentucky hater, can't stand Calipari, um, but I mean they've been the hottest team in basketball lately. Texas A&M and Missouri are your other two locks for the SEC. Um, some other teams um, that have already locked because of conference championships um, or um, are a mid-major lock um, for for one reason or another. Um, you got Farley-Davidson, which I watched this game against Merrimack last night. I was watching it for about 20 minutes before I realized that I could be watching any other conference game, conference tournament game, because it really didn't matter what happened in Farley-Davidson versus Merrimack because, because of the um, Merrimack just switched. Uh, they are coming into D1. This is their first year. They were D2. Um, and because of whatever rules and regulations, they are they don't qualify for the tournament. Even if they won their conference tournament, they don't qualify um, to make the big dance this year. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what that reasoning is, but they said that, and I immediately switched over to the Furman-Chattanooga uh, game. Um, or no, that was that was the night before. I switched over to a different game last night. I had I had a bunch of games on. Uh, but speaking of which, Furman is another team that's already locked. Houston is obviously a lock. St. Mary's looks to be a lock even after a blowout loss to Gonzaga and San Diego State as well. There might be several others that I'm missing, um, but those are the majority of it. Um, some other teams that look like a lock, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, we already talked about Marshall. I, I don't know if they'll they'll make it in, actually. Um, as much as I want them to, I really like how they look. Um, but, you know, I thought their team was constructed very well. Uh, I watched them several times, um, caught several highlights of, of their games. They look like a very solid team. So, you know, if it comes down to it, they have a really good record when it comes down to it. They just didn't have quite the strength of schedule um, that we were looking at and obviously didn't didn't make a run in their their conference tournament Florida Atlantic um, is probably a lock even without a conference championship I think they'll they'll be in Oral Roberts um, they uh, as of yesterday um, they are a lock Max Asmus is on another tear um, and so for the second time in three years they will make the the big dance again um, so they may be a, a pick for a lot of people for that mid-major team that could, you know, that, that Cinderella team. Uh, Kent State is also looking very good. They've looked good all year. Haven't really ever looked back. They've looked really solid. And they are the only team to beat my Toledo Rockets twice. For those of you that don't know, live in Toledo, Ohio. So they are kind of my mid-major um, darling. Uh, I, I've kind of adopted them as my... Uh, my mid-major team, obviously, uh, I, I picked Marshall. Um, I had several other teams that I was, you know, kind of watching throughout the year that I liked. But we went to a Toledo Rockets game a few months, or a uh, uh, basketball game, or excuse me, football game a few years ago, a few months ago. And they were playing against BG, which is their rival, Battle of I-75, uh, about 25 minutes up the road uh, is BG. They were pay- playing at UT and... Uh, we went, I took my dad for his birthday, me and my dad and my brother went and it started snowing. It was freezing cold out. We got yelled at by the fans behind us, but it was one of the greatest sports moments of my life. 
one of the most exciting games. So up and down over time, man, it was it was one of my greatest memories. Um, I'll, I'll I'll hold on to that memory forever. Having said that, Toledo Rockets looked to be a lock. They only had two conference losses. Um, in the MAC, if you only have two conference losses, man, the way the MAC played this year, I think you got to be a lock. But you know, it's not a hundred percent certain ever unless you win your conference uh, championship. So that about does it for all of our locks. Um, there's some there's some bubble teams, um, but first I want to get into kind of the seeding how it, how it looks. Our number one seeds so far, obviously Kansas is the number one seed. Houston is obviously number one seed. Um, Alabama looks to be like they'll be that third number one seed. Um, looks like they'll be locked in there for sure. Uh, obviously, depending on what happens with with conference championships, that could change. Um, the that fourth spot is really up for grabs. You got Purdue, UCLA, right there next to each other, um, and then you got Texas kind of hanging around. Um, they they could also, depending on what they do in the Big Twelve tournament, they could uh, they may snag that fourth spot. The hottest teams to look at right now are obviously we mentioned Kentucky. They've really turned it around. They look really, really, really good right now. Again, that really pains me to say. Uh, they did have a, a loss to Vanderbilt, so we'll, we'll throw that out there as a negative for them. Uh, they did have a loss to Vanderbilt last week. That wasn't a good loss. Um, but, you know, for the last month or so, they've just been on a tear. Um, they've really righted the ship. Uh, I didn't see that happening. It looked like they were they were falling apart, but... Um, after some roster adjustments, some starting lineup adjustments, um, and it it really, they really turned it around. Um, another team that really pains me to say this is them being a hot team is Indiana. Um, oh, I didn't even get to my Big Ten teams that are a lock. The the probably outside of the Big Twelve, maybe probably the best conference. They definitely have the most locks. Um, but you obviously got Purdue, you got Indiana, you got Illinois, um, Michigan State, Iowa, Northwestern. Uh, those are your locks for the Big Ten. And Michigan is is hanging around there. I, I think Illinois kind of shot their chances down of, of making an at-large bid. I don't think they're a lock at all unless they win – uh, the Big Ten tournament, which I, I don't think they will do. It's so crazy how it goes. Illinois has had a such an up-and-down season, and I, I skew everything around Illinois being an Illinois fan. Um, but Michigan has a – I can't remember if they have the same record or a better record in conference play, but Illinois is a locked – somewhere between a six and a nine seed. Um depending on what they do at the tournament. But Michigan, man, it's it's an interesting case. They didn't have really too many good wins. They had a lot of bad losses, um, but they ended up with a winning record in conference play. And um, it, it doesn't look like they'll get that at-large bid. I think they're definitely a bubble team. Um, so I guess we'll see see what happens there. Um, but back to the hot, hottest teams that we have right now, Indiana, 
um, is is that hot team. Trace Jackson Davis is just playing out of his mind right now. Um, I think we'll get into that in a minute, um, but he's he's throwing his name out there for for player of the year. Um, obviously Kentucky. Then we got TCU that's been on a tear lately, and Duke has also been on a, on a good run. I hate saying that about three of my least favorite teams, Indiana, Kentucky, and Duke. Um, I really like John Shire. I think he's done a great job. Look, nobody's going to live up to, to Coach K. It's just not going to happen. So coming in there, looking like this season's just not, not turning out the way that you want it to, and then turning it all around right before conference play, getting hot at the right time. This is when you want to see teams start winning um, and winning good games, not just winning, you know, against teams they should beat. Um, they're they're beating teams that are, are good. Um, yeah, we already talked about Jim Beheim. He's out. Chris Beard, Ole Miss, uh, potentially. Let's get back to the National Player of the Year. Um, I think Zach Eady's got it locked. I, I think I think it would be hard to justify not giving it to anyone else. Um, he looks incredible, and I don't think anybody really expected him to play the way that he has this year. Um, I don't think he has. I, I don't think he'll be good in the NBA. He's too slow. Um, he's not dominant enough. Um, he he relies on his size a lot. Um, you know, he's really good with that, that kind of one-handed floater over the shoulder, um, floater. It's not, not a sky hook, but he's really good at just kind of, you know, making a little bit of space above. Um, and then he can just, just throw it right over you. So I think he, he's kind of the unanimous player of the year at this point, but hot take. I don't think this guy should be playing right now, but Brandon Miller is a absolute stud. I mean, he's just a beast. And, you know, if just looking at what's on the court, I don't think he should be playing. I think he should be suspended until this investigation is over. Um, I know he's not being criminally charged. Um, but to have something like this, man, you gotta you gotta suspend the guy indefinitely. Um, I know it may have been wrong place, wrong time, but when someone ends up with your weapon and something like this happens. I mean, Alabama's got to take. They've got to take ownership of this. They really do. And I know Nate Oates has said, you know, they really didn't do a good job of this. Um, but they they really needed to do better, and they didn't. But on the court, Brandon Miller's a beast. And if this wouldn't have all happened, um, I think, I think he's still up there for Player of the Year. I think his name has been taken off because of what's happened um, outside. Um, so, you know, I don't think he he will get it. Uh, let me rephrase that. I guarantee you he won't get it. It would be absolutely wild for the NCAA to give that to him. Um, but outside of that, um, Trace Jackson Davis is just putting on a show right now. Um, again, that pains me to say it because... Um, you know, before about midway through this season, anytime before that, he's had good games, but you put him up against a dominant center. Obviously, there's exceptions, but anytime you put him up a dominant center, up against a dominant center, 
he hasn't had the most amazing uh, time with that. He's he's been pretty average when it comes to to your dominant centers. He never had a good game against Kofi. Um, up until this last win against Michigan, Hunter him and Hunter Dickinson went back and forth. And you know, I don't think Hunter Dickinson. I think he's good, but I don't think I don't think he's amazing. But Trace Jackson Davis has been really good. I think those are kind of the three that are up there at this point. Um, I don't really think there's anybody else really putting their name out there. So, I mean, that's that's kind of that's that's the gist of the um, the Player of the Year um, topic. So. Let's, man, there's a lot to get into. There's a lot we could dive into. Um, let's let's dip outside. We'll, we'll hit some headlines on some other topics right now. Um, Calvin Ridley's reinstated. We have some NFL in here. Calvin Ridley's reinstated. Um, the Cardinals cut um, Robbie Anderson, which... If you know anything about Robbie Anderson, he hasn't had a good couple of years. He had a good year at, at Carolina, uh, got traded to Carolina, and then re-signed a deal with them. And this past year just did not have a good good year. Um, so they ultimately cut him, saved, saved $12 million on the cap. Outside of that, I mean, my man is just not showing that he's mature enough to be a, a, a star wide receiver in this league. I don't think star, I, starting wide receiver, I should say. Um, he's changed his name to Chosen. He had a fight with with his coaches um, on the sideline. I, he's just not having a good a good time. Um, John Morant will not be charged after police investigation. They ultimately came out that there's not enough um, evidence to charge him with anything. Um, so that's that's that. Um, for the Bulls, man, I don't know what we were expecting. Um, this is, it's embarrassing, honestly, to have this team and you're 12th in the East, which isn't even an amazing conference this year. Um, it's just, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if you really thought that Patrick Beverly was going to was going to be your savior this year. I really don't if you thought that our our front front office is a lot more naive than I I thought they were. Um it, it's just it's tough to watch. Um the Bears not much there. There's a rumor about DeAndre Hopkins um supposedly the Cardinals only want a second round pick and then a conditional pick. For DeAndre Hopkins, if I'm the Bears, I'm doing that yesterday. I'm making that trade as fast as I possibly can. As soon as um, I, I think they can make that trade now, actually. Um, so I don't know. They they need to do something. I'm not sure what they're doing right now. Um, they they said they're looking to all signs. They didn't say. Um, the reports are that all signs are pointing towards the Bears trading the number one pick. 
you shouldn't ever let that come out unless you're going to make a pre-draft trade. I think in order to capitalize what you have or what you can get, you need to hold on to that pick and hold on to those rumors about trading it as long as you possibly can. Um, man, the Cubs are just, they're looking good. Um, I know it's spring training. I know we've had um, some pitching uh, situations, um, but overall they're eight and four. They got another game tonight. Um, hitting has looked okay. Pitching has looked good. Relief pitching has looked good other than a few, a few spots. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let's let's get back into NCAA tournament. I kind of wanted to do a little little segue there into some other um, other sports. We could get some of those headlines in there. I right, give you a little break. Uh, wasn't too long. There wasn't too much to get into there. Um, but another team that's in. Um, let's see. I'm I'm just trying to read here. Um, Colgate is another team that's on the bubble. They could, well, not on the bubble. Um, they're they're playing in the championship game um, this weekend. Or uh, let's see, when is that? Uh, I think it's tonight. Yeah, it is tonight. Patriot League title, title game against Lafayette. Um, if they can win that, they actually look really good this year. They're 25-8. and eight. Um, they, they could be good. Um that's 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 kind of the main the main gist of it. I, I'm sure as we keep going um, through March, we get some of these more conferences uh, locked in, some of these tournaments uh, knocked out. We'll see kind of what happens. We'll do some more episodes. I know Jay is a huge college basketball fan. Uh, Jordan, not as much. He's an Ohio State basketball fan. Um, or well, they're a football school. He's more of a football fan. He's not really much of a Ohio State basketball fan. He says he is when they're good, um, but you know how Ohio State fans are. Likes Illinois when they're good. Doesn't like Ohio State when they're bad. All of that. Um, but we'll try and get some of the other guys on here. We can we can talk about uh, some more college basketball as it comes up. I know it was a shorter episode today. Um, it was just me. Um, so hopefully I did okay. Um, not used to to talking this long um, by myself, so you know maybe maybe we can do this more often where we get just one guy kind of doing their main topic. I know Jordan is a huge NFL fan. Um, Chad is a huge hockey fan. I, I don't think you guys have heard Chad yet. Um, he's he's been crazy busy, but Chad is a huge hockey fan, um, so we may get him on um, to do a podcast um, just about about hockey. Uh, he's he's just a, a sports fan in general, but he's huge about hockey. And then Rhett. Rhett's got, I mean, he's got it all. He loves sports, uh, and he's got the hot takes. He's kind of our, I don't want to say Skip Bayless because that's that's kind of disrespectful, but he's he's got a lot of the hot takes, him and Jalen. Jalen's takes aren't hot. They're just kind of stupid. Um, but we'll try and get those guys on. Maybe they can do a, a podcast by themselves. Maybe we'll have, have some of them do it. So, all right, guys, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, hopefully you can can bear listening to me today. But that wraps it up for our NCAA uh, preview uh, midway through our conference championships. Um, so if you if you want to check us out, um, 
We're still floating around the idea, actually. Let me let me do this real quick. We're floating around the idea of doing a goal to goat bracket challenge, and the winner will get a twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card. Um, but you have to be following us on all of our. We're only on Instagram right now. We're gonna hopefully get some more content out there. We don't have have anything really out there now, um, but follow us on Instagram to qualify to be able to uh, participate or, or to win. You can still play. Um, but to participate in the uh, the bracket challenge, uh, we will let you know for sure if that's going to happen. Um, we may do a, a episode this Sunday, uh, me and Jay, um, during the live selections. We'll see how that goes. Um, other than that, anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can find us, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, anywhere. Um, so... Make sure you're tuning in. Make sure make sure you're sharing it. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're liking it. Comment, leave reviews, all that jazz. Um, appreciate you guys. We will see you next time on the Gold to Go podcast.